Hello, hello, my simple shifters. I hope your week is off to an incredible start. I am recording this on a Monday, and I just got back from Raleigh for my brother and sister-in-law's baby shower, so that was just the most amazing weekend to be able to celebrate with them and enjoy some warmer weather. (laughs) That was certainly a treat as well. We stayed at one of my absolute favorite hotels in that area and had time to sit by the pool and really enjoy the greenery and nature. It's so funny. We live in Colorado and I feel like everything is so dry sometimes. (laughs) So being somewhere where there's rain and things are really lush and green is always such a treat. So spent some time outdoors there soaking up the sunshine and it was just such a lovely weekend. I'm feeling so refreshed and just such a breath of fresh air. So wanted to pop in today and talk to you about a very simple shift that I have been thinking about that can be really, really impactful when it comes to shifting how you feel about selling in your business. Now, like all of the shifts that we talk about on the show, the impact really does come from doing the mindset work here. I know sometimes we talk about different ways to do mindset work, like journaling or listening to audios, writing things out, repetition, all of that kind of stuff. And while that is all amazing and such good tools for you to lean into, The shift that we're going to talk about today really has so much more to do with shifting your actual thoughts in the moment, and that is where you're going to see the biggest benefit of this mindset shift. So this isn't something that you're probably going to journal on per se, or even, you know, do a lot of work around in the sense that you're probably not like sitting down and listening to this audio or anything like that. But it is one of those things that if you start to shift this in the moment when you notice it come up and you start to reframe these thoughts, it is going to shift how you feel about selling overall and it's going to make selling just come with so much more ease. So that's what I want to dive into today. That's what I want to talk about. And I really do think that this is going to be so impactful for so many of you. What I find to be true is that there is some sort of stigma associated with selling, especially when it comes to online business. And I think that for many of us, selling feels super uncomfortable, right? There was certainly a time in my business way before I was a mindset and sales coach where selling just really felt hard, right? So one thing that I really want to bring to the conversation here is this idea of selling being shameful. And I think that this is where so many of us get tripped up because if selling feels shameful, if it feels like something you shouldn't be doing or something you have to like pretend you're not actually selling, right? It becomes really hard. And the more you make yourself wrong for that, the harder it's going to be to lean into in your business so that you can actually close more sales. So the first thing that I want to talk about here is releasing any bit of shame you might have around selling in your business. And again, the reason this is so important is because that is like... If you look at charts that talk about like the frequency of emotions, right? Um, I'm thinking of a book by David R. Hawkins that set is, um, goodness, hold on. Let me gather my thoughts here. 
I'm thinking of a book by David R. Hawkins called Letting Go, and he has a chart in that book where it's essentially the frequency of emotions, right? I'm going to pause it. Let me see if I can go find it. Okay, so I found the chart that I had been talking about, and he actually defines it as the scale of emotions. Okay, so hopefully the audio doesn't get too weird here because I am basically holding the book up and reading to you at the same time, but did not at all think that this podcast episode would go in this direction, but this is what's coming up and I just trust those kind of intuitive nudges, so we're going to roll with it. But in this book, Letting Go, he has the scale of emotions, right? And He talks about for simplicity and clarity, why he's going into the scale of emotions. But he said, briefly, everything emits energy, either positive or negative. Intuitively, we know the difference between a positive person, friendly, genuine, considerate, and a negative one, greedy, deceitful, hateful. So he goes on to talk about these things, right? But the important thing here is we're basically talking about the energy of each of these emotions. I think I've read other books where they talk about it more in the sense of like frequency so that's depending on who you're talking to who you're referencing I've heard this described a few different ways but essentially the point is the same some emotions are you know higher energy and others are lower energy is essentially what we need to know here so he says here we delineate the basic scale starting from the higher energies down to the lower right so he talks about peace being the highest 600 joy 540 love 500 reason 400 acceptance 350 willingness 310 neutrality 250 courage 200 pride 175 anger 150 desire 125 fear 100 grief 75 apathy 50 guilt 30 and all the way at the bottom here on the page as i turn it is shame 20 Characterized by humiliation as in hanging your head in shame. It is traditionally accompanied accompanied by banishment. It is destructive to health and leads to cruelty. Oh my gosh, I'm going to read this section over again because I cannot read this aloud. Characterized by humiliation as in hanging your head in shame. It is traditionally accompanied by banishment. It is destructive to health and leads to cruelty towards self and others. Okay, in general, we can say that the lower end of the scale is associated with lower vibrational frequencies, lower energy, lower power, poorer life circumstances, poorer relationships, less abundance, less love, and poor physical and emotional health. Because of the low energy, such needy people drain us on all levels. They tend to be avoided and find themselves surrounded by people at the same level. Okay, so again, that was all a quote from David R. Hawkins, MD, PhD, um, in his book, Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender. So I'll drop that in the show notes if you guys want to read that. It's basically, (laughs) I'll give you the really quick overview here. It's basically a 300-page book that talks about letting go and the power of that. But If you're curious more about his angle and his methodologies and, you know, all of the work he's done around this, I highly recommend that book. But the reason I wanted to mention this is because 
when we have shame around selling, it makes it really difficult for us to actually sell and for us to actually get the result we want. So the whole point of this podcast episode essentially is to help you really shift that energy that you're feeling around selling. Shift that shame that you may be feeling around selling so that it is easier for you to sell and so that you can sell in a way that feels good and actually get different results in your business. So that was a very long-winded intro to what we're diving into today, but I wanted you to know a little bit of the background behind this because sometimes I think I'm not always the best at giving you the actual um, resources and references that I'm talking about here. So when I can, and since I had the book sitting in my office, I figured I would give you a little extra nugget of wisdom there. Okay, so if we know that it's really difficult to sell when we feel shame around selling, that means we have to shift it, right? But one of the things that I find so interesting here is our thoughts that we have around other people selling, right? So I think feeling shame around selling is one thing, but I think often the reason we feel those feelings around shame in selling is because we also don't like when other people sell. So this is something that's super interesting that I really want you to take a second and think about, which is how do you feel when other people sell? What are the thoughts and beliefs that bubble up for you when you see someone selling? Now, I'm not saying that this is a thing for everyone. If this is not your thing, if you're like, I love it when people sell, please sell to me, right? Then this is clearly not a mindset block that you have and probably not something that we really need to go deeper on, but you never know. You never know what's gonna come up. There might be something here for you, but I wanted to say that in general. However, if you are someone who feels really uncomfortable being sold to, if you have had bad prior experiences being sold to, if you have a hard time saying no because you are a people pleaser and you really just want to please people and want them to like you, right? These are the things we want to look at so that it can be easier for you to sell. So that's step one. I really want you to look at what are your own thoughts and beliefs in the sales process when you are being sold to. What does that look like? Are you like, heck yes, like absolutely sell. I totally get that you're running a business here. Tell me about those client results. Tell me about how you can change my life. Like tell me the things. Or is there something else going on there? Is the mindset around that like, oh, like I don't like when they sell to me. I don't like when they sell on that podcast episode. Or I don't like when I receive like a ton of sales emails and I find that super annoying. These are the beliefs to look at because the chances that you're going to think that and then you're going to turn around and you're going to go and want to send a whole bunch of sales emails to your list are like basically slim to none, right? Those beliefs really don't live together. So that is going to make it more difficult to sell simply by way of the beliefs aren't there to back it. So this is what we really want to look at shifting here because this is where that mindset work comes in. This is where reframing your thoughts can be so incredibly helpful because it isn't even necessarily your thoughts around what you're doing. In this case, it's your thoughts around other people selling, around sales in general, right? 
And I think it's one of those cases where it gets a little weird in an online business. Like it can get a little funky here because I would be willing to bet even if you don't necessarily like when your inbox is filled with sales emails or something like that, it may be something to do with what you're being sold. So what I mean by that is like, I've seen the same people who would like willingly have an inbox full of Madewell emails <laughs> still be annoyed that someone is selling in their online business. And I think that's super interesting to look at and super interesting to notice the difference there. So why is it more comfortable to have, you know, made well in your inbox every single day or J Crew in your inbox every single day? Those are two companies that I know are in my inbox frequently, right? So why would that feel more okay, but it feels less okay to have someone's online business in your inbox every day, right? So that's just something to look at there and really something you could go into deeper in a journaling exercise. Like why does one of these feel so much better to you than another one? And what is that bringing up for you? So much of this work, I really believe, is a mirror, right? So noticing those things that are triggering you, noticing that it, you know, doesn't necessarily feel great that someone is selling in their online business or noticing that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's talking about that again or however that's showing up for you. But noticing that and then going one step further, really asking yourself, what does this bring up for me? Why does it bother me, right? So use that information as a mirror. This is so useful because then when you understand, oh, okay, this is interesting, you know, what it's bringing up for me is with how much ease they're selling. I really want selling to feel easy for me too. Or this is super interesting. Like I'm probably not that person's ideal client at all. So the reason it feels annoying, right? could be that you're just not the ideal client of the person who's selling, in which, in which case there's always a choice, right? There's always an unsubscribe button and go ahead and use that, right? But this is such good information because if you can get to the root of what that thing is, it's going to shift your view of sales overall. It's not just gonna shift your view of sales for that one person selling or that one email you get weekly. It's going to start shifting your point of view so that it makes it so much easier for you to actually get out there and sell in your own business. Because honestly, I think this is one of those things that we do as humans where we're like, like so convinced that everyone must be thinking about us, right? <laughs> so everyone must be noticing how often you've been selling in your Instagram posts, or everyone must be noticing how many sales emails you've sent out, right? Because we're always closer to our own work. And so for us, it really does feel like a lot sometimes because you had to sit down, you had to write out all, you know, 10 of those sales emails and that feels like a lot. However, you also have to remember that not every single person in your audience is opening every single email. Not every single person in your audience is reading every single Instagram post. In fact, that's actually a huge barrier. Once you work through a lot of these sales mindset blocks and a lot of these visibility mindset blocks and you're like, yeah, I want to get it out there. I want to get it in front of the right people. Like that's when it, you're actually like, oh man, they're only seeing like a certain percentage of these posts, right? And that's kind of the game you're playing 
is really putting out enough content so that you can have enough touch points with your people that they not only build that like know and trust factor with you, but they actually know what they're what you're selling and how they can benefit from it. So just super interesting to notice like where are you almost placing the blame on others when they sell and how do we shift that? Well, how we shift that is by starting to cheer others on when they sell, which is essentially the point of my podcast episode today, which is how can you start to cheer others on when they are selling in their business? When you see that Instagram post that normally really you know, gets to you and you're like, oh man, I can't believe she's selling again, or oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm hearing about this offer again, or whatever it is, right? How can you shift that? And how can you actively reframe that? So part of that is really celebrating them in that, right? I love when she's taking up space like that. That's so amazing that she continues to share her offer. I love when she unapologetically brags about her results. Or I love when she talks about how she can best support her clients. That's such great evidence of what's possible for me as well. These are just a few of the examples that you can use to reframe those thoughts in the moment. But the more you do this work, the more you reframe in the moment and give yourself a new thought there, the easier it's going to become over time. One, to actually see how selling is an amazing thing in your business, in any business really. Because remember, like, businesses are not sustainable if you are not selling. Like selling is what closes sales, which helps you to make more money in your business and helps your business to continue to be able to run and to continue to be able to do the work that you love doing. So there's no business that does not involve sales. So we can, we have a choice here. We can either decide that we're gonna shy away from selling, we're gonna feel uncomfortable about selling, we're gonna continue to let selling feel icky and gross and not good, right? Or we can decide that we're just freaking unavailable for that and that we want selling to feel good and we want to find the way that selling can actually feel good. We want to understand that. We want to know what works for us. We want to know how to embody that. We want to get back into those higher energies and higher frequencies that I was talking about earlier. How can we bring those feelings to the sales process? so that we can actually feel good about it? Those are all way better questions rather than the like almost default response of like, man, they're selling again, or oh my gosh, another email or whatever it is. Because the more you sell, the more sales you're gonna make, the more money you're gonna make. So selling is actually a really good thing. So we need to like do the work to constantly reframe that until that feels true. Until you're at a point where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I I understand that selling is a really important part of having a successful business. And there is absolutely zero shame in that. In fact, I am really freaking proud of how often I sell. I'm really freaking proud that I talk about my client results. I'm really freaking proud that I'm taking up space and I'm showing up in this way and I'm showing others who are less comfortable with selling what's actually possible for them. 
This is what I love working through on my free sincere sales coaching calls. This is why this work is so, so important is because in the span of 30 minutes, we can really understand how you feel about sales in your business, what thoughts, beliefs, emotions are running the show behind the scenes and how can we shift those? What's keeping you stuck? What's keeping you blocked? How do we get to the root of that? And how do we offer your brain a different way? Offer it a different solution. Find a way to shift it so that sales can actually feel good because you're always going to close more sales when you feel good. That's just how this works, right? So again, going back to that chart I was talking about earlier, we want to actively do the work to be in those higher energies, in those higher frequencies, the love, courage. I'm pulling up the chart again so I can give you exactly what those were. Okay, love, reason, acceptance, willingness, right? Peace, joy were the highest ones. So those are the emotions that we are looking to cultivate in our sales process, right? So it's super interesting because we can do this from both sides. We can do this when we see other people sell and we can do this when we're selling. So both of those get to come together and that is why this is such impactful work. So again, if you have not joined me for one of those free sincere, since, oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So again, if you have not joined me for one of those free Sincere Sales coaching calls yet, get on it. Grab the link in the show notes. It's amandajoyceweber.com slash Sincere Sales. I only offer a few of those each week, but understanding these thoughts and the mindset you're bringing to selling especially if selling doesn't feel good to you or you're not closing the sales you want because that's really the biggest indicator that there's work to be done. This call will really help you to unearth those beliefs and help you to shift them so that you can feel good selling. You can see bigger results. You can sell with more ease than ever before. You can feel good about taking up that space. That is really, really impactful work and that is what I love supporting people in. So do not hesitate, grab one of those calls. But again, okay, so we can work this from both sides. We can work this from the side of how you feel about sales in your sales process, but we can also work this from the side of really cheering on and encouraging others when they sell, right? So by way of shifting the thoughts you have around other people selling, you're already anchoring more into those energies of peace joy, love, reason, acceptance, willingness, courage, neutrality, all of it, right? Because those are the feelings we want to be in, like overall, ultimately. So when you can look at someone else selling and you can see that email in your inbox and you can be like, yes, I love that they are doing that. Like, I love that they are putting their offer out there. I love that they are being that visible and that seen. And I know that the more that happens, the more people buy. So that is just such an amazing way to operate a business. The more you can shift those thoughts to cheering others on when they sell, celebrating them in that, the easier it's going to be for you to do the work to actually shift those thoughts 
feelings, emotions in your own sales process. So some of those emotions will come through. I'm calling them emotions, I guess energy. Some of those energies will come through in your sales process, especially if you freaking love supporting your clients, especially if you're taking courageous actions and actually pitching and actually letting them know how you can help them and how they can work with you, especially if you're in that that like willingness energy to like you know show them what's possible right these are all the energies that are only going to benefit your sales process so that you can see bigger results so again i'm not saying that like i think you i think it's both right that's i think that's the important part here is like it's not just celebrate when you see others sell but it's also do that so that you feel better selling. Do Celebrate them in that so that you can really see and celebrate yourself in the sales process as well. I think the other thing that comes up for me here is this idea of sometimes the things we resist most are the things we also need to embrace most. <laughs> so what I mean by that, I have a silly example that I use with clients, but at one point I was talking about how um, when Instagram was, sorry, there's like banging in the background here. At one point when Instagram first started out and really started to like gain traction, I was following a lot of interior designers and interior decor. And it was like everyone under the sun had the same white walls, like the same white room, same white walls, same neutral color palette, right? And that was just like what I was seeing on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, another white wall or another neutral color palette or another living room that looks the same, right? And at one point I really had to check myself because the reason I was seeing all white walls and all neutrals and all color, all the same color palettes and the same design style was because I was actively following those accounts that were showing those things. So it was kind of bizarre that I was almost making that wrong. Like, oh my gosh, it all looks the same, right? because that was the very thing that I liked. That was the very thing that I wanted to create in my own house, right? That was the very thing that I was going for. So at some point I had to check myself because I couldn't, I couldn't acknowledge that I actually wanted to create that from this perspective of, oh my God, I can't believe it looks the same, right? I had to be like, oh, it all looks the same because that's what I chose and that's my design style and that's what I actually like. So I can stop making that wrong now and just decorate my home that way in the way that I actually like, right? So very like weird way of saying this is like the same thing that happens in sales, right? Where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're selling again. Like, I can't believe that's happening, right? But like, sometimes that's the thing you need to embrace most. Like, sometimes that's just showing you what you have to work on. So if you are following these people and they're selling, like, I have to imagine there's a reason you opted into their list originally, right? So maybe you desire what it is that they have. Maybe it's bringing up a little envy. Maybe it's bringing up some jealousy maybe it's showing you you know what it is that you actually desire and maybe that's the whole point like maybe that contrast is exactly what we needed 
to see, hey, this is something I actually want to lean into because I want the results they're getting or I want what's on the other side of selling that often or I want this thing and I know that this is the path. So when we're in this mindset of continuing to make that wrong, it's really hard to also create that. It's really hard to get into that energy of getting that same result. When you can make peace with that and say, that's amazing that she's selling that off and it's very clearly working for her and celebrate her every time she shows up in that, it's so much easier for you to also show up in that. It's so much easier for you to make yourself right in your own sales process so that you can get those same results as well. So that is really so, so useful. And it's such a useful mindset shift. It's such an impactful way of shifting how you feel about sales because you can see it in both regards. You can see it from the point of view of they're selling and I want to be selling more so I can get the results they have. But you can also see it in your own sales process. Like the more you sell, the more sales you're going to make and the more money you're going to make, right? So It really does work in both areas there. And I think just embracing that rather than making it wrong or shameful is such a powerful shift. The other thing I've heard on client calls before that I wanted to bring up is this idea of like, well, if they're still selling, then it must not be going well because she's still sending out emails or she's still talking about it, right? And I just want to call this out as like such brain fabricated BS. (laughs) And what I said with love, right? But you have zero idea, one, unless this is someone who's openly sharing her sales, her launch goals, her revenue, like all of it, you are getting a very, very small piece of the picture as someone who is being promoted to essentially, right? So this idea of like, it must not be going well because she's still selling is just like flat out false in a lot of instances, right? So many of us have a set amount of time that we're launching for or intending to sell for or following the process through for or heck, already hit the goal and are looking to surpass the goal, you know, like that happens all the time too. So I think that that is just one of those things where I really invite you to shift your mindset around because just because someone is still selling, like I sell all the time. I'm currently booked in one-on-one spots. We we are full there. We've moved to a wait list, right? And I still invite you to get on a call with me. I still continue to sell my intensives. I still continue to sell my one-on-one six-month coaching because I know how this works. I know that like selling only benefits my business, right? I know that I have so much potential to help people and I'm not going to hold back on that, right? Like that makes zero sense. I'm running a business. Like that's where you get into that feast and famine mode. If you're convinced like, oh, well, like I have clients now so I can take my foot off the gas and I can stop selling. Like that's when business starts to feel so like stop start. But when you can say like, I'm just always selling in my business, like, yes, revenue is growing. Yes, we're doing more amazing than ever before. Yes, it's continuing to work. Like all of those things are true, but that doesn't mean I should stop selling. Like Like the two just don't live together. When you can see the way I got to this point, the way I grew my business, the way I got booked out with a wait list, 
was by selling, was by continuing to sell, was by removing the shame around sales and just selling all the freaking time. It made it so much, it like just makes it so much easier for me to keep going because I can see that that was quite literally the path to this place. So why would I stop now? That just makes no sense, right? Um, the other way that I like to talk about this is like, it's not like Starbucks takes the billboard down if they, you know, sell a certain number of coffees that day, right? Or it's not like they take the billboard down if they did amazing with sales for the quarter, right? Like they're continuing to market, they're continue to, continuing to advertise, they're continuing to sell. So the idea of like, well, we hit the number of coffees we were supposed to sell today, so we should just close the store. It's absolutely absurd. And also you wouldn't say to that like, oh, well, they must not be, you know, selling enough coffee because they're still open. You know, like if we apply the same logic to larger businesses, it just doesn't, it just doesn't equate, right? So I think in that way, it's really easy to see almost like the holes that you can poke in this kind of shameful sales logic, I guess is what we can call it. Because it's just like, it's just not true. Like there is nothing shameful about selling. Selling is the path to closing more sales and growing your business. Like that is what I want you to take away from this podcast episode. So let's just normalize selling in general. Let's release the shame there. One, it feels a whole heck of a lot better. (laughs) And two, it's going to result in more sales because you're going to want to sell more. You're going to want to do it more. You're going to feel better in that energy. You're going to feel better talking about how you can help people. You're going to feel better inviting them to take that next step with you. You're going to feel better receiving money again and again and again. Like there is such an upside (laughs) to selling in a way that feels good. There is such an upside to cheering others on and celebrating them in their own sales process so that you can actually see the results on the other side of that, right? So that's what I wanted to talk about today. This is a shorter episode because like (laughs) I basically just told you the whole thing, you know, like take this, run with it, really practice this reframe, really lean into that. Like again, this is the mindset work, like it only works if you do the work. So it's completely different to like think about going to the gym than it is to actually physically go, right? Same thing is true in mindset work. It's different to actually do the mindset work than to think about how it would help if you did the mindset work, right? So practice those reframes. Every time you get a sales email, celebrate that person and that. Feel good about that. It feels good to celebrate people, guys. There's no downside to this. Like, <laughs> like that's what I want you to lean into. That's what I want you to actively practice here around that reframe. Because one, it feels good. Two, you're gonna see more sales. Three, it's gonna be easier for you to actually sell in your business. And there, you're only going to make more money because of that, right? You're only going to make more money because you feel good about selling. Like no one ever was like, oh my gosh, it felt amazing to sell. And then I don't know what happened. You know, like <laughs> that's not a thing. So really lean into this, really work on reframing your mindset around celebrating and cheering others on when they sell. And notice how that totally shifts your own perspective when it comes to selling in your business so that you can get consistent clients and make more money. All right, guys, that's what I got for you this week. I will chat with you next week. Have an incredible week.